0: You're listening to Head Table Talk, and I'm your host, Meredith. Every week, I sit down with a wedding industry professional, and we chat the ins, outs, and in-betweens of the wedding industry. So please, join us at the Head Table and prepare your toasts. Welcome back to the Head Table, Head Table Talkers. I am so happy to be here this week. We have a great interview with Masterson Media, a husband and wife videography team. They do absolutely incredible and beautiful videos, so I'm really excited for you guys to hear what they have to say about the videography industry. Um, So a couple Ask Meredith Anything questions this week. The first is, how long have you been a wedding photographer, and how has your style changed since you began? So I started shooting weddings um, as an intern with Midwest Live Shots in 2015. And then by the end of that year, I became a second shooter. And then by 2017, I became a lead shooter. So I've been doing weddings since 2015 and then started full time in 2017. So it's been quite a while. and I've loved every minute of it. I truly do believe that I was called to this earth to do work with weddings. If I was a wedding photographer, I would probably be like a wedding Dress stylist, you know working at the stores a wedding planner. I just I really love weddings I think my style has changed in a sense that I mean obviously like wedding photography styles change across the board throughout time That's just the way the industry is. Um, i've always loved to stick to You know traditional poses and stuff to make sure that you still get those, you know pictures of your dress laid out and You with your flowers, you know some good traditional pictures, but I love the candid Photos a lot. I've really worked into incorporating those a lot more into my posing. Um, but also, just as like I've grown as a person, I feel like my photography eye sees things differently. So um, we talk about this later in the episode too. But um, as a person who's always been close with my dad, I always you know notice father daughter moments. And now that I have lost my mother in law, I'm always looking for mother-son moments a little bit more because, you know, just as you experience things in life, you see things differently. So kind of moments like that and just really incorporating relationships into my images as well, being able to really feel how each individual relationship looks, whether that's, you know, the couple, parents, siblings, family, friends, just somehow trying to convey all those different relationships into photos. And I think that's kind of where my mind is going into this 2022 wedding season. So second question. That was a really good one though. Getting ready outfits for brides and bridesmaids. I need ideas. Something that they can wear again if possible. I love this. We do a lot of photography with like the girls before they get dressed and so I've kind of seen a whole spectrum. Um, I did robes. I probably wouldn't do that again just because like people don't tend to wear like robes as much afterwards I say that literally as I'm in like a big comfy robe but that's different than like you know the small silk ones and things with names on them I would go for rather than like bride bridesmaids because if it has your name on it then you're more likely to use it again in the future rather than just what position you were in the wedding so robes they're cute you can I've had issues with robes though with like if you do pictures outside with them of blowing in the wind in the wrong places. Um, So I really like, you know, flannels because they button up, which is great if you're doing like hair and makeup or even like the little like PJ sets that you can get that button up and I'm a big fan of wearing those like myself. I literally wear flannel pajamas to bed almost every night. So I really do enjoy those as well. I also really like the, they almost look like an oversized men's dress shirt style. Like it's not shorts, but it's not just like a t-shirt length. It's like almost like a dress shirt, but long. Does that make sense? Um, They work really well and the main thing is is just being able to have like the buttons in the middle because if you're doing hair and makeup, you don't want to have to pull a t-shirt off over or even, you know, a tank top. So having buttons or like a tie down the middle is really nice. Um, I've even seen like pajama sets that have like feathers around the cuffs. Just a lot of fun. So like I said, I really like the pajama sets. Like if it's in the fall or winter, flannel is like perfect for that or even like the long sleeve like dress type button-ups, and then um, the pajama sets as well. Just something that has buttons or a tie up the middle for sure. That's a great question. All right, we are going to take a quick break and then we will be back with Masterson Media. Thank you all so much for listening to Head Table Talk. On this week's episode, we have husband and wife Aaron and Deborah of Masterson Media. This dynamic duo captures some of the most beautiful wedding videos I have ever seen. They are fun, fast-paced, and really capture the whole feel of a wedding day. These storytellers really have wedding videography down. I could literally watch their videos all day long and ball the whole time. Welcome to the head table, Masters in Media. Hello.
1: Hi, glad to be here.
0: How are you guys doing? I'm pretty good.
1: Yeah, doing really well it's a editing season is what it seems like now. So we're just digging through a lot of highlights and really getting into the the meat and potatoes of editing. Mm
0: -hmm. Seriously, I feel like my editing queue is like slowly starting to get smaller and it's feeling nice, finally catching up. So I gave a quick little overview of what you guys do. Do you wanna kind of describe in your own words like what Masterson Media is?
1: Yeah, we've been creating videos since 2019. I initially started uh, shooting by myself, went and shot with a friend, and kind of took off from there, and, and then in winter 2020, I quit my job. We were going to go full-time with this, and we found an amazing babysitter, so then Deborah could come and shoot with me, and we've been doing that all of last year, or all of 2020 and all of 2021, and it's been really awesome. Um, I think that having that husband-wife combo and both of our perspectives really helps when shooting on the day but we also both edit together Mm -hmm. so that is something that I think is really different about our films and whatnot it's like I might put something together and think it's pretty sweet and then Deborah holds me in check is like that's a little like we need to let this breathe or change that pacing and I think that's something that is special about our brand special about our videos because it's not always the case even when you have husband and wife duos that they're both doing the editing. Right.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask so you know um so Scott and Jen the the husband and wife that I work for um I also work for a husband and wife duo. How do you think that like on a wedding day being married affects like how you work together? That's a
2: good question. <laughs> I think because one we just know each other so well and like we can just give each other a look or a a hand gesture and like he knows what I mean like you know we can play off of just each other's vibes I mean we kind of can be across the room but he knows exactly what I need him to do or what I'm thinking in that moment and you know we're not going to be there and like fight or (laughs) because I'm sure there's some people that do it together that aren't married you know and maybe it's more stressful with a second shooter or someone that you don't know or that you've worked with right. for the first time, So then you have to be teaching them while you're shooting for the day mm-hmm. and so we're just very comfortable with each other and yeah I and I think
1: it's fun to relate to couples that are yeah. like we've done that and we're celebrating 10 years next year
0: congratulations
1: um, thank you thank you so but we we can definitely relate to what they're going through. And when I, even our New Year's Eve couple that we just worked with, you could tell the groom was like really nervous at the beginning of the day. And you're like, I rem- remember what that felt like and have been through that. And we can uh, talk through some of that together. And I think that, that that's, that's cool. And when I shot by myself, it was also a little bit different. There were times where like, maybe I would have felt more comfortable if Deborah was just the one in the room or like,
0: around makeup and stuff. Sometimes like Deborah sees it
1: differently than I do Mm. in different parts of the day. So I think that we've kind of learned how to play to each other's strengths in that regard as well. Um, and cover more stuff and find the things we relate to even better throughout the day. Um, by doing that together.
0: That's a really good point because, you know, like, and I, I can agree, you know, I got married last year. Now that I've been through that, I have more empathy for my clients because, and my couples, because I've been through it. I know how hard planning a wedding is, but for the sure. fact that the two of you are there on a wedding day, you know, like maybe Deborah has like more of an eye for like the father daughter bond that like, because she's experienced that, you know, and I think that's a very interesting I love talking to married couples who work weddings (laughs) together. I I find it fascinating. Scott and Jen, one little thing that they always do is like sometimes like if they're (laughs) Sometimes they'll like bicker about lighting and then like Scott will be like, Oh, don't worry guys. You're just looking at your future 10 years down the road. Like this is what marriage (laughs) actually looks like, you know? So I think it's just, that's a good point too. Right. It's just fun to like see how married couples work together in that situation.
1: I'm just really glad that we got married long before I got into the wedding industry because now (laughs) I would have much more uh, extravagant tastes and I have all these like things I'd be very particular about now, but uh, it's super Oh yeah. Super interesting and it's super fun to do together. And I'm super really like into aspects of a wedding that I never ever would have imagined, like even on our own day. five years ago that I would have thought right. about so much. So it's a it's a really cool industry to be a part of.
0: Yeah. I can tell you I got married on my sixth year in the industry and it definitely affected my wedding. You know, I had seen yeah. things and yeah, so. I'm a little jealous of you guys, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so, what do you think is something that people misunderstand about wedding videographers?
1: I think that part of it is going from like the old style of like wedding mm-hmm. videos, the things that people think of is like your parents wedding video, your grandparents where it's like a tripod in the back of the room. Um or somebody with a big bulky camera that they've got on their shoulder that they're carrying around all day and are, are really obtrusive in that way. Mm -hmm. Um, I know when we have been at wedding shows and stuff, it's really nice to talk to parents because parents are often
0: involved in helping pay. Right.
1: And that's the perception that they might have of what a wedding Mm -hmm. video is. Um, And I mean, so we got married 10 years ago, the type of videography that we're doing now wasn't, widely available like even the technology wasn't there um back then so it's it's so new and just the way that we can really flow through the day with our couples and be not an obtrusive presence we can actually be like a comforting presence and we can we can help help them with the day if there's not a planner you as a photographer you know it ends up being like you and the videographer that are helping keep the schedule moving and all those kinds of things so there's a lot more to than just pressing record on the the camera you know
2: yeah well we've had um parents at wedding shows like walk by and be like oh we we don't need to pay that much for a video we can just you know get our aunt or our friend so-and-so to do it and I'm like
0: okay it's not gonna look like this
2: but okay (laughs) right or someone I think once said they were gonna have a photo booth that recorded
1: yeah like a video (laughs) photo booth um
2: just do it and I was like okay
1: yeah it's if you, if you haven't seen some of these types of videos before too, um, or what, what the potential yeah. is there, then it's hard to imagine. Um, That's but- why
2: it's good when we're at shows, our main thing on our table is just the big TV playing our videos. Right. Cause that is everything right there. And then we have like the little video albums too. And parents really like those and they're like, Whoa, I didn't know idea it could look like this. Yeah. That's how you kind of get them to turn around is when they can watch it for
0: themselves <laughs> right
1: and I'd say the one other thing is that like it's it's likely if you don't have a videographer the audio from your wedding day is going to be lost and Mm. I think that people often don't think about that so much like before the wedding day and we've had couples who like when toasts wrapped up They were like that was one of my favorite moments of the whole day and i wasn't even expecting that i couldn't believe what my friend said or you know like um my dad came up there and said this this incredible speech and he might not be a a dad that talks a whole lot or something like that you know um right so i i think like we really leaned into audio in our videos it's one of the main driving factors in every video we create Um, And I think that if anything, that's like the most powerful thing that can be captured uh, because it's the easiest to lose from your day if you're not thinking about it.
0: I am like about to start crying because it's... (laughs) That's so true. Because like when I sell photography, I always sell it as you know, like you can look at your dress again, you can look at the cake, but the pictures and the video is like the one thing that like, spark those memories again. And I guess I never thought about it in the sense that like, you do lose the audio. Luckily, my sister in law, we didn't have a videographer, I regret it. But we luckily our sister in law took cell phone video of speeches. But you know. Like we had my mother-in-law, she led a prayer at the beginning of dinner. And then we lost my mother-in-law a month ago. And I so wish I had like the audio of her saying the Lord's prayer, because I feel like that would just, that would be so special.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. You you never you know,
2: know. You know, we've had couples who have already lost a parent or mm-hmm. a grandparent since their wedding. And they're so grateful that they have the footage and sometimes the audio of that person too from the day.
1: Right. Yeah, for sure. I think um, it's, it's hard to describe, but like, I think back to my f- first look with Deborah, I have photos from it, mm-hmm. but, and, and it, looking at the photo definitely sparks the emotions and whatnot for sure. But I'm curious into my mind now, like, I don't remember exactly what I said, even though right. it, it's that hard. You know? <laughs> I think
2: you'll remember, but really. Um,
1: so I think that's how we can really like pull people in to some of these moments, <clears throat> and audio is not uh, super easy to capture. It's actually well, uh, yeah, to capture well, yeah, it's pretty tricky. That's
2: probably the hardest part of the job. Um, mm-hmm.
1: But I'll say uh, for somebody who's listening and maybe they can't swing a videographer or something like that, I would ask potentially like your DJ or mm. um, somebody at the church might know some sound systems they can plug in like a USB drive and get oh, okay. some sort of recording from it or a dj if it's running through their system can get that i know i have a friend whose dj did that for him um and they were hugely hugely grateful they did it <laughs> but um yeah just a, That's just a really idea. good
0: idea i I know very little about videography. I went to journalism school at Iowa State and I did like um, broadcast journalism. So I had to deal with some videography. And the reason why I'm a photographer and not a videographer is because audio is just so hard for me. That's all Aaron. I don't touch it. So. Right. Like I always say, I would rather edit like 10 hours of photos than one hour of video. Like, so I have so much respect for what you guys do. Like, and we can kind of start talking about, you know, the videos that you guys make, you kind of already talked about it a little bit, but they aren't like your mom and dad's wedding videos. Like these videos are so beautiful and they're fun and they really do capture like the emotions of the day. And it's just, they're a blast to watch. Like I literally, like I said, in the intro, like I will watch like complete strangers wedding videos by you guys because they're just so fun. They're so beautiful. How do you think that you have kind of like not adapted but how has like wedding videography style changed i feel like even in the last five years really
1: as far as the videos go i think when it comes to making videos like we make now um getting to know our couples really well uh is huge and i think when we started we we did our best like on the day to get to know them but now we do a lot more like talking to them ahead of time, talking to them when they're inquiring to make sure we're a really good fit for each other, as well as, you know, we love following our couples on social media, uh, seeing what they're up to, seeing how they love their pets or what what they're into um, and doing for fun. And then all of that, we kind of can go into the wedding day with, and it helps us tune in to a little bit more of who they are and what sort of music they vibe with or yeah. kind of hearing exactly like what their actual vision for their wedding is mm-hmm. as well is huge because it may be a country wedding in a tent or something but they've got more of like an elegant vibe that they're they're going for right. than just like the rustic vibe or something you know and so it's really all of that plays into it when we're trying to get to the bottom of making a video just for them
0: mm-hmm. I feel like, the videos that you guys make are so, cause I remember when I was in college, like my roommate and I would sit and watch wedding videos and they were literally like every video, no matter who shot it was the exact same, you know, like, but I feel like they've really become more almost like interactive feeling in the last couple of years, like fast pace. Like, it's not just like, I'm going to play piano music over the dress <laughs> hanging in the church, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah, we don't want to sound, it's we don't s- want you to hear your song in like an elevator, you know, right. like uh, the soundtrack to your wedding video being played in an elevator. So I think music licensing is a big deal. Like we can't mm-hmm. use the music you hear on the radio particularly right. often, but it's, got, it's come a long ways and we we invest more in sites that allow us to use better music that's going to make a video a lot more engaging and enjoyable to to watch and listen to.
0: Mm -hmm. I feel like that can completely like change the vibe of a video what is like one of your favorite parts of the day to capture like one part that like you always look forward to like hell yes this is so much fun
2: (laughs) first looks for me Mm -hmm. um obviously the bride and groom or even you know if they don't do one and then um when he first sees her come down the Mm -hmm. aisle because that's always me I'm always on the groom and um that really gets me sometimes, especially when you have a crier. Mm. I'm just like, oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> you feel it. And also first looks of dad. Like you mentioned that dad and daughter bond. Um, I have a good relationship with my dad. So seeing that always gets me. And their first dance too, especially if like the daughter's crying and mm-hmm. or when dad starts crying, I'm just like, oh man, I can't handle this.
0: <laughs> that part always gets me because like, Obviously the bride and groom stuff is like so romantic and beautiful, but you know, that dad has been thinking about like these (laughs) moments for years, like whether he's been Mm -hmm. dreading it, like, I don't want to let my baby girl go, but those moments, and I, I have a really good relationship with my dad too. So like those moments I agree are just always so tender to me. Yes. Yeah.
2: And we have two sons. So now Mm -hmm. when I see the mother Mm -hmm. dance, I'm like, Oh, my babies are going to grow up and leave me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, and then I would say though for the other favorite part is capturing dancing because at our wedding we probably never left the dance floor all night so it's just really Um, it's probably one of my favorite parts to edit I'm usually the one that's piecing together uh, the dancing footage when you see that
1: yeah um, and I echo a lot of that like I always enjoy first looks I I really enjoy capturing letter readings and stuff too. Mm -hmm. If that's something that like they're really into doing, we never try to like force our couples to do any of that kind of stuff We want it to feel organic and um, whatnot. But when they really can bear their soul a bit and and whatnot, I think it's really cool to have that little like time capsule of the emotions that they might've felt that morning when they were writing the letter down um, Mm -hmm. or, or something like that. Um then yeah, first first looks I always love like you're saying with the, with the father, mm-hmm. it's so funny because I always mic up the dads, and every single time, like without fail, the dad is always like, Well, what's this for? I'm not, what I'm not even gonna, for? I'm not even gonna say anything, like nothing's even gonna happen, and they're like, I'm good. And then they'll, right. they'll just break start crying, down. or mm-hmm. they'll say the say sweetest something. little comment that causes the bride to break down or something, and you just like, that's why I just did that, you know, but, <laughs> exactly. um, and so I, I really enjoy knowing that like, we got that moment for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then kind of opposite a little bit of Deborah, I think that it's easy to get into a mode of like, I've been at a bunch of weddings. I've hit record a bunch of times in all these moments but there's something like when the bride is coming down the aisle mm. and that's, that's the angle that's I'm typically looking at. Looking at. Yeah. I'm kind of like crouched down there getting that shot is like, it always clicks in my brain. Like, you know, this is her moment and she's not mm-hmm. felt this before. Like it's completely uh, in the present. It's, it's cool and it g- gives me goosebumps sometimes when I'm up there. So I think it's, it's really cool when you can like keep that, that focus on each and individual wedding and how special each one is and each couple is. So that's a, I think really fun. You-
0: You just made a really good point there. I don't know if you meant to do it, but it's kind of something that we sell a lot because we always have two photographers for all of our packages. Being able to capture both of those moments, like when the groom sees her for the first time and the bride, you know, right before she goes down the aisle, because those are two such important parts of the day. Mm -hmm. And sometimes if it's just one person, you can't get both of those things. Yeah. I don't know. how Yeah. Yeah, you. I mean, you'd constantly be moving back and forth and you'd always miss something. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Capturing both of those moments is, is so special. Like you said like when the groom sees her and the bride kind of going back to what I said about the fathers you know since she was a little girl she probably dreamed about that moment where her dad walks her down the aisle and so Mm -hmm. me personally when I went through that moment you know I had been thinking about it and then all of a sudden I was in that moment and I was like oh my Mm -hmm. gosh like it's here (laughs) it's happening yeah so being able to capture both of those things I think is very special Mm -hmm. as a photographer what are some things that I can do that help out a videographer? Cause we work very closely on the day and, um, you know, sometimes like I'll have videographers say like, I just need like 30 seconds without flash, or can you put your shutter more on silent for the first looks? What are some mm-hmm. things that like really affect you guys as videographers that photographers do? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. The silent shutter one, if you have, if you're shooting like a, camera that has it during letters is like Mm. one of the biggest ones for me letters
2: and first looks
1: and it's tough because I know there's times where like we've had photographers say oh I'm not going to take any photos till they're done reading and then I'll take like some after but if they start breaking down in the middle of the letter like I want you to get those shots like I don't want you um, to miss out or something so it's super nice we just have like a very different relationship to to audio um so that that's where i noticed those little things
2: Mm
1: -hmm. um and then the other thing i just is like the way we typically shoot um and you were at molly and trevor's wedding but Mm -hmm. uh their first look they were just like in a moment for Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: a couple minutes you know what i mean like and that's usually what we tell our couples we're like you walk up there tap him and like you guys do you and when yep. you're done, let us know. And I think that we try to communicate that with photographers and stuff too. Yes. But if you can let those moments just like organically breathe,
2: mm-hmm. those are
1: some of the most special ones. I think when they're yes. just chatting and doing their own thing.
2: Yeah. Um, sometimes, um, yeah, sometimes they'll have the first look and then a photographer will just come in and be like, okay, and now we're going to start posing. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, wait. Or, and
1: a lot of times <laughs> right. you guys have more of like a a, a list or yeah, things right. like that you have to I get it. Um, yeah. so yeah, I, get I know
0: it me personally, I always like wait for the couple to like start to feel awkward and turn to us like, okay, yeah. now what do we do? <laughs> there's always that awkward yeah.
2: moment. like, oh, are yeah. people are watching us. Right. Exactly.
0: They like <laughs> realize do do. like, yeah. So usually I wait until like, I get that signal from them. And then I start because yep. I mean, I even that. if there's not a videographer at the wedding, like I just want the couple to have that time. Right. Yes, for some They're
2: seeing each other. Like, right. let them just have this little moment together. I never
0: thought about because I've had videographers ask me to like use this. We always do it during the ceremony just to be respectful. And then I had a videographer say something about the first looks, but the letter reading too, I never thought about that. So that's, that's good to, to have a mental note about. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, I feel like I've talked about it a lot on this podcast about like how, whether you're a photographer, videographer, day of coordinator, like you're all kind of on the wedding day, you all are one team. Mm-hmm. And I'm always, you know, like in my mind, like, Looking at videographers, like I did a wedding last year, for example, while they were reading the letter in a lofted area, and there was like the flower girl running around and like screaming below. So, like I was like, "Oh, videographer probably doesn't want that." So, like gathered the little girl and yeah, so things that's, like that's that.
1: Super awesome,
2: yeah. Yeah, because that's we, what I, the other thing I was gonna say is just the, and it's been only a few times, but the times where maybe it wasn't such a great day with a photographer is a lack of teamwork like right. and communication communication mm-hmm. like
1: usually if something is happening um or even if like they gave us some details or something like that or they a mother of the bride mentioned something to me that's like hey you might not know but this thing is special um mm-hmm. i'm usually going to the photographer as well and right. be, hey you won't listen to me about what the, the mother of the bride just said um and that's huge just as far as like being on the same team and whatnot it's it's when somebody all of a sudden is like off doing like the photographer got a piece of information or something and just Mm -hmm. like disappeared on us and then too especially if then all of a sudden they're asking like hey where's the photographer because a lot of times I don't know about you but people often think that we're like part of the same business throughout (laughs) the day and then I like the reception they're like wait you guys don't
2: we're so, taking photo, but, which yeah. is
1: good. I want to work so cohesively right. together that people are like they must work That's together true. all That's the time. Probably,
2: that actually is a good point because we do get asked that a lot.
1: Yeah. All the time. But, yeah. But like I just I want to make sure we're being as a team as much as we can. And we, and we try to do our best there.
2: When we're with the couple, too, and we usually try to tell our photographers this: like, you we usually let the photographers like, hey, get your pose, and we will work in the pose. And if we mm-hmm. need something on top of what you're doing, we'll just kind of tell them in the moment. But I, we don't do it where it's like, go with the photographer and then come with us. Like it's right together, together, because that mm-hmm. makes the most of everybody's time. And as too. a
0: photographer, I feel I when there is videographers, I try to be intentional to do a lot of posing that is good for video and not just for photos, because, you know, the time with the couple is limited. So you want to be able to get as much out of that time as possible and not like you said, not have to go like, okay, videographers turn, photographers turn. You right. know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's like subtle movement. Sometimes it's right. like, they'll, they'll put them in a pose and instead of them just standing there, I'll be like, can you sway a little bit or like move or a hand like up and down your, or something? Yeah.
0: Like yeah, something so simple. Like that. Awesome mm-hmm. for,
1: to help out a videographer. Um, so yeah, no, it's much appreciated.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you have any wedding day rituals that, like, you guys do together to, like, get ready for a wedding day or at the end of a wedding day? Anything that's, like, a tradition or anything?
1: I don't know. <laughs> I mean, we, we've always got coffee on hand when we're headed out <laughs> yeah. the door is is for sure the case. Um, it's... Uh,
0: coffee is very needed for wedding
1: Yeah, days. it's the elixir of life, but... I don't we're know. Always,
2: well, we always get a Coke at the reception. True. Oh. We've heard this from other reception people.
1: Reception Coca Cola is like the best thing I don't drink in the world Coke and I don't outside know
2: of a wedding. <laughs> no. But on wedding days, after it's all stressful and we're at the reception, Aaron just goes and grabs us two cokes and you have to ask me anymore. And then we, no, we have that. That's
0: amazing. Dinners. That's true. That's awesome. <laughs> we always do um, trunk root beers after weddings. So I feel you're nice. There. It's like now I can't have a root beer unless it's after a wedding. (laughs) Is there anything in like the videography world that like you guys butt heads with people about like something that you think is important, but other people may feel like, oh, I don't even think about that on a wedding day or beforehand or after
1: when you get started like it's really easy to get um, focused on like creating really pretty images and pretty images are are awesome like I don't want to create not pretty stuff out of camera Mm -hmm. but like it becomes all about like the portraits and just more of like a music video montage kind of thing it's like a lot of place where people start and we've as we've gone on we've realized that we really want to gravitate towards those like more real moments mm-hmm. of the day. Like porches are great and we love to use them to like accentuate during the vows or while somebody's describing uh how the two interact in a toast, they make perfect sense, like lay on there and whatnot. Um, but we've really like started to shift our approach more to being a fly on a wall a bit more throughout the yeah. day. Um, and if I mean it's helpful too if couples aren't like super comfortable posing then it puts a lot of pressure on them to like deliver these amazing posing right. portraits and stuff because that's what they focus our video around and that's not really where we're, we're not focusing on so
2: something it's not right you know, like we want to be not, really
1: true to the
0: day
2: yeah if they're not really into posing i'm not going to be like oh go run and jump in his arms and spin around and go you know do this and if they're not into it then I'm like we'll we'll just get more of the the candid
1: moments yeah but on the flip side I was like we're out at the gathering barn earlier this year and was like hey let's do some like fun stuff and the bride was like yo can we do a chest bump like we love (laughs) to do chest
2: bumps
1: (laughs) and I'm like heck yeah let's do a chest bump because if that's like truly them then it's so much more powerful and so much more special to them like
2: than if I just made someone else randomly do a chess
1: phone. Right. Exactly. Right. So it's like playing to the, the authenticity of that couple and the autistic authenticity of their day is really um, kind of where we focus instead of maybe as much of the like flash or effects or some of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like we try to keep our edits pretty clean um, and we, we find music that really inspires us and connects to the couples and kind of go from there. But.
0: How does like the music thing work then? Do you just like pick songs that you think the couple would like, or like, do they have any input or say as far as like what the music will be?
2: So we always choose it after the day. We've heard of some right. people who choose it before, and I have
0: no idea how they do that. <laughs> <laughs> so they like try and shoot the video to the song. Uh-huh. And
1: yeah. I don't get it because I, I haven't,
2: I don't know what the day's going to be like. Exactly. Right.
1: And you, you get so much deeper, no, get to know the couple so much deeper that day that you're like, I <laughs> thought you were this way, but you're really right. more this, this way. way. <laughs> so
2: yeah. Uh, we'll listen to music on the way home, especially if it's uh, a okay. wedding is further out. That's always nice. Like when it's fresh in your head.
0: Oh, that's a good um, idea. Yeah.
2: And then the, um, what we use called called music bed it's the program we use mostly you can create playlists so each couple has their own playlist that's super helpful so when we see listen to one that we like we can just add it to their playlist Um, because we have to think of one for a sneak peek and then we have to go back Mm -hmm. for the highlight and get like two or three songs for that so each couple has a pretty long playlist Mm -hmm. Um, as far as input we kind of most couples don't care. They leave yeah. or trust us enough to leave it up to us. Mm-hmm. There's been a few who um, have chosen, who wanted to help choose a song. So we actually let them have access to their playlist mm-hmm. and pick from there. And that worked pretty well. And it's then the least
1: songs that we thought would fit, fit them, them and right. work for us to edit to.
2: They were happy with that. And then there was another couple this year who had two specific songs they wanted. And it just so Mm -hmm. happened that one was on Musicbed and one we could get a license for relatively cheap. Um, But a lot of times, you know, even if you have a song, like Erin always tells couples, if this song means something really special to you and you have memories tied to it, it's kind of nice to have a fresh new song for your Mm -hmm. wedding Mm because you already have all these ties to that song. So it's just nice to make new memories to a new song. Right? usually couples understand that too yeah yeah
1: like the best thing is when we've had couples come back after we send them their videos and they're like what band was that what song oh. like i want to listen to more of that music yeah. you know yeah. and they're like, or when they message back like you you nailed our music vibe and i don't even know how you did it so and that's like the I don't best know how we do
2: it sometimes yeah <laughs> it's <laughs> the best
1: feeling um
2: sometimes so be, at least when i'm listening and i'm thinking of the couple if i get goosebumps at the song i'm mm-hmm. like that's that's it
1: yeah, the moment a song kind of gets one. like stuck in your head, you're like, okay, I can see you can start to see bits of their day right. on that, and it can be tricky. We've actually we've had videos where we thought we had a good song, and then as you got more and more into the footage, we've ended up having to like toss the whole mm. thing and start over mm. with a different song, and it, it's no fun because you feel <laughs> like you've wasted hours of editing. But right. then when it comes out so much better, then it's a hundred percent worth it. Worth it. So I think. Uh, And sometimes we've got songs on a playlist for like a year plus, or like songs on a playlist for a year plus, or like, I really want to make a video for this song, but I really need that.
2: That was the last highlight we just put out. I had that song on there forever, but it just wasn't fitting any (laughs) couple. And finally hit this one, and I was like, oh, it's perfect for them. We can finally use it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that's really fun.
0: That's so exciting. Okay. I'm going to have a couple like lighthearted questions to ask you, not like okay. <laughs> as much into like the the deep conversation about wedding videography. What is the best meal you have ever had at a wedding?
2: Oh, gosh. There's been some good ones.
0: I know.
1: It is tough. Good prime rib at a wedding. That's Ooh. what I was
2: thinking of, too. It was
1: really, <laughs> really good. <laughs> uh, I always look forward to dinner and becoming like a little bit of a food critic or you're comparing it to like the oh, last yeah. five or so weddings but um yeah it's some prime rib it was awesome
2: i also remember the uh, i don't know why i always remember it the risotto from gabe and elizabeth's wedding yeah, yeah so it was good
1: <laughs> i've really enjoyed a couple where they did like food stations yeah, um,
2: yeah
1: that's... it's kind of fun too like maybe it's not the most incredible food but it's fun to have those options and try a few different things and we've had a couple weddings that have done that and it's i've really enjoyed that mm-hmm.
0: i attended a wedding once where they had food stations but it was all different like foods from around the world it's so, like one station was like korean barbecue and then they had like a taco bar and then there was like mm. a meat carving station so like you could have like a little bit of everything and i thought that was like mm-hmm. brilliant that's so cool
1: yeah for sure yeah
0: I personally, dinner is one of my favorite parts of a wedding day. I feel like once you hit that point, though, it's so hard to, like, come back up because you've been, like, going, going, going all day. And then you sit down and you eat and you realize, like, how much you've done. Uh huh.
1: Well, and we often, like, sometimes... Uh, no, like toast or right after dinner,
0: right. and
1: that's a big audio thing for me. So, so there's times where I'm not even. Oh, no. Deborah's like, Aaron, come eat, come eat something, and I'm like, hold on, I got to get these lights set up. I got to make sure that I got all these <laughs> right. audio things ready to go because my biggest fear is like somebody stands up and starts giving a toast,
2: and
0: you're not. And I'm ready. not even
1: ready, but if at least I have got the audio running or something, I can salvage it. But right. So sometimes she's got to like wrangle me and I never thought about that because as a
0: photographer, when speeches start, I just get up and go Mm -hmm. like usually the DJ will give us a heads up or like we'll take turns like I'll be eating during the maid of honor speech and then my second shooters shooting speeches and then when that speech is done, they'll come eat their food and I'll do speeches from there. But you guys, I guess I didn't even think about like how you guys don't really get to eat dinner very much. Yeah. Eat no, it, it fast.
1: I eat, I eat fast. fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's always, there's times when the food's really good. Then I'll ask the DJ, like, yo, can we get like five more minutes before yeah. toast So I can just like.
0: I really want this? to enjoy this. Yeah.
2: I mean, I get hangry. So I make sure food's mm. a priority for myself. <laughs> <saying>. <laughs>
0: Same, absolutely. I will say too, like during cocktail hour, I'm always like, "Oh, do you want to put together a plate of your appetizer so I can get a picture of it for you guys?" And then it's a perfect <laughs> yeah, example. That is it. smart. We that is get, smart. Uh, a video of yeah. There you go. Appetizers. appetizers. <laughs> um, what are some of like the new trends that you're seeing in weddings that you're really enjoying?
2: Uh,
1: for me, it's the. Uh, like bridesmaids dresses that are not all the same color like when they're mm-hmm. kind of like a mixed palette mm-hmm. or something or sometimes they'll even like the maid of honor has a pattern or something like that on mm-hmm. on hers or whatnot like i think that's really fun mm-hmm.
2: um or or it's even different shades of the same shades color. of the same color yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. but right. the pattern's been kind of fun too i've enjoyed seeing some of the dresses have patterns on them. people
1: have gotten creative with some of those um mm-hmm. and it's nice because you can help some people might might not all look great in the exact same shade of the same color right. so they can play it to sure their strengths that way mm-hmm. yeah um, not
0: all of the same dress fits the every woman the same way so being able to no. have mismatched dresses I mm-hmm. feel is and really fun
1: I like when the grooms got like a a colored tux a little bit like we had one October where the dude had a green emerald, like an
0: emerald green like an tux, emerald
1: green tux
2: mm-hmm.
1: and he looked good looked awesome um and yeah. The floral
2: um, ties
0: are fun
1: too. Some of those things are yeah, yeah, really enjoy that.
0: Yeah, I agree making things like more unique and just things that pop, I think. Yeah,
1: and really bring out fun. some like personality there a yeah. like, the way they want to.
0: Absolutely. Well, it's been so wonderful chatting with you guys about weddings and your business. Um it's Yeah, it's been great. I really hope we get to work together soon for a wedding. Like you mentioned earlier, you photographed my friends Molly and Trevor. I'm actually going to have Molly on the podcast here coming up soon. She's going to be on as a bridal influencer since she does a bunch of like styled shoots and stuff. So I'm going to have her as a recurring guest to talk about wedding trends and stuff. I don't know if you're familiar, but at the end of every episode, we always toast to something in the last week that has helped us out, given us happiness. Do you guys want to go first or do you want me to go first? I
2: would say our new kitten.
1: Yeah. So <laughs>
0: on <last> Thursday, <laughs>
1: we have a four month old kitten. You probably can't hear it, but it's just like pouncing <laughs> on stuff <laughs> out in the entryway behind us. But uh, we lost one of our cats back in November that we'd had since college. And um, we brought home this one last Thursday. And so that's been, it's been
2: therapeutic. Yes.
0: Yeah. A little so got, baby. Her
2: name's B. B. Arthur. <laughs> I'm a big fan of the golden girls.
0: That's adorable. Oh, <laughs> little kittens. Well, I'm going to toast to HelloFresh <laughs> because mm, nice. I have recently resubscribed to my HelloFresh because you know what meal planning as an adult is just like very time consuming. Yeah, for sure. it really is. So having like even just two meals a week where I know I don't have to worry about really helps me out. Although I will say Last night I burnt myself. I don't know if you can see, but I have a bunch of like burn marks from the HelloFresh I made. Um, (sighs) But yeah, so I'm testing HelloFresh. But thank you guys so much for coming on the podcast. This was a blast. I can't wait for all the listeners to hear this. And yeah.
1: Yeah, thanks for having us.
0: Yeah. All right, listeners, we will be back next week with another fantastic guest. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and follow us on Instagram. Bye.